in this episode, uh, I am here to be educated because I am the worst when it comes to ordering <laughs> online. I, if I want it, I get it, and I don't. Yeah. And I, I, I don't. Uh, I take all the shortcuts. You can deliver it to me tomorrow. That's great. Uh, do I want to wait until next week for it to come with another package? No. So. <laughs> so you're set. Well, you're set. What I hear you saying is that you're the worst of the worst. Yes, I am. <laughs> anyway, yes, I, yes, I am going to online hell when I when I die. <laughs> and it's just like an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pam. And I'm Laura. And you're listening to the Planetarian Life Podcast. Each week, we meet here to talk about our passion for food, our concerns for the earth, and discuss how we can align our hopes for the future while eating and living well, effortlessly. Well, this will be an interesting episode because, you know, Amazon has completely changed the way that we shop. And I definitely went through a period in my life where I just ordered anything on Amazon, just the novelty of, especially living in New York City, it sometimes even comes the same day. Uh, and we have, I think we all have different travel woes, but getting places in the city, getting to a store, it can be easy if it's sort of on your block or on your street or within a few blocks. But if you've got to get on the subway and travel somewhere to get something, it's it's a huge pain and it takes a lot out of your day. And the same goes for you both that you live in remote places where getting out to buy things is not easy. So for, for all of us and for different reasons, Amazon was for many years and for mom still, well, for all of us still, it's a godsend. Um, I mean, I think everybody has a story. Mine is that, and this is the troubling thing. It, in fact, it pertains to this podcast. I bought us these podcasting mics, which did not work for us. So I had three podcasting mics to send back. And the long and short of it is, is it was outside the return window. And they said, we'll return your money and you can just either put them in the trash or, or get rid of them somehow. Like there was no system for taking them back. And I know Laura knows an awful lot about what happens to what you send back to Amazon and what happens to it. Well, do I? I mean, I know, I know anecdotally or what I've heard on like Instagram and things, but what they say is basically it is not cost effective to take back and restock most of these items because so there's just so much inventory going out and so much inventory going back that to like reroute every item to where it should be and find a new buyer is just not, it's not cost effective. So apparently what they do, and this could be wrong, is they basically sort things by type and then they auction off boxes of electronics, crap. makeup, whatever. So people buy a box of random crap at a discount and you don't know what you're getting, which may be great if you're a tinkerer and a box of electronics is going to be useful to you. But like, I just don't see a world where getting a box of makeup in whatever shade and color and type is, unless you're a shelter or something and you have people mm. of all different colors. But like, anyway, I think it, 
it's probably extremely wasteful. As with pretty much everything we discuss on this podcast, you know, we're not advocating for people never using Amazon again. Mm-mm. Although I know, for example, my sister has completely given up Amazon. Um, so if you want to go that route, certainly not a bad thing. But for the rest of us who who do need those efficiencies sometimes and that convenience, there's certainly a better way to do it. And there, there's a way to just bring a mindfulness to shopping on Amazon and actions and steps that you can take to make it a bit greener. Even Andy the other day, my husband, bought Gorilla Glue that he needed for something on Amazon and it came in like a big box with all this plastic around it. And I was like, honey, this is, this is ridiculous. We have a hardware store across the street. Why are we, and that was an eye-opening experience for him. He was like, okay, I point taken. So I think the first step is, can I get this conveniently whilst I'm out running other errands? Can I just make a list of things that I need from the hardware store or from the pharmacy or the drugstore before you just order it online to be delivered tomorrow? Uh, I think that's a good, that's a helpful starting place. And that's, that's something that I've tried to, to enact in my life. But to, to that end, I think there is a, a time and a place where Amazon might really actually be better. So like your sister lives in the city, so she might be able to walk and take public transportation and mass transportation to get her things. But if you live somewhere like where I used to live and I had to drive 30 minutes between pretty much every store, mm-hmm. getting Gorilla Glue at the store and then going to the pharmacy and then going to the grocery store or the farm, like those I was driving so much, you know, by myself in an SUV, which we can argue about my SUV later, but it, it, it actually, I think is probably better to have all of that put in one box in a warehouse somewhere and brought here Mm -hmm. on a truck that's making stops all along my road anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think Amazon is necessarily always bad, but I do think there are a lot of ways to do Amazon better when you're doing it. All right, so let's hear what you think would be doing Amazon better. Oh, I've got a bunch. (laughs) Okay. All right, so the first thing is you do not need everything tomorrow. Sorry, it's just just true. If you were doing your weekly shop, you would wait a week. But because we got used to getting everything tomorrow for free with Prime or whatever, you know, we we just want to get everything right away. So basically the easiest thing you can do to green up your Amazon is put things in your cart. And if you don't need them right away, don't check out yet. Mm. Like if you want something for next season or for in a few weeks, or you're going on vacation in the summer and you wanted to start shopping for some things, you do not need to check out every time you find the thing you want. It'll stay in your cart for as long as you keep it in your cart. Um, So ordering all together like checking out maybe once a week you check out or maybe, you know, you save things until you actually are going to need them in a week or two. Um, and then uh, along that same line is using prime delivery days or 
a certain um, delivery day. Like you can, you can't schedule far out, but you can say, I think Prime has a, like Tuesday is your day. And you can just say, yeah, ship everything on Tuesday. That's fine. And I think if you're Prime, it's usually like three or four days in advance. So it's not like you have to wait a month to get these things. I mean, unless there's delays, but that consolidates your packages, your boxes, and Mm -hmm. it reduces how many times a truck is driving to you. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe that doesn't really make any difference if you're besides packaging them together, but if you're in the city and the truck is going to go by you a thousand times a day anyway, but if you are more remote, you can limit how many deliveries you're receiving and how many boxes it comes in. And I think everyone knows, you know, you're going to get a huge Amazon box, no matter what size thing you buy. So (laughs) (laughs) you can sort of reduce the amount of those big air bubble packaging things if it's got more items in the box. They do send stuff in the mail, though. Like I ordered some dried strawberries because I can't buy those anywhere. And I thought I'm going to I talk to buy them. and I did that. And also weird spices that I can't get at the grocery store. I Mm -hmm. or or big bulk spices because I make those little tea balls. Um, and I'm not buying little grocery store size spices when I need two thirds of a cup. So I tend to buy those. And, and a lot of those things, they just, they just send them in the mail. They're in the mailbox as opposed to, to a delivery truck. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's some of it is convenient and helpful. Yeah. And, and I feel like you're right. The, the whole idea of all of us, you know, on that route, uh, on our truck driver's route, all of us getting in our cars and running around and uh, going to all these big box stores and getting all this stuff. And it seems like it's a lot more gas. Now, maybe we use our gas, our, our cars to do other things. Um, so it's not gas savings, really. The other thing you have to consider, though, also, and in preparation for this podcast, I was trying to understand is you know, obviously Amazon and certainly COVID only hastened this even further or made this happen even more quickly is that it's, it's impacting, you know, brick and mortar, mom and pop family owned and operated businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the verdict is sort of split. Half of the retailers who sell things on Amazon say it's done wonders for their business. It's been helped them to grow in ways they could never have if they were mm-hmm. just selling in Locally. the small town where they live. Yep. And the other half have said it's a necessary evil at this stage, but it's it hasn't helped them and it's not doing good things for them. And so, but I think all this to say, the extent to which you can buy direct from the store or from the shop, from the local shop helps. I mean, we've talked about this on the eating as a revolutionary act podcast episode that whenever you can shop locally and support local businesses and keep money Mm -hmm. in your town, in your city, supporting families directly. I mean, because part of the problem is, you know, bookstore owners say all the time people come in and, they'll overhear people saying, well, this is $26.99 and I can buy it for $15 on Amazon. And there, and the store owner says, we, we don't we can't even buy it for $15. So how could we sell it to somebody for $15? Right. 
Yeah. So the extent to which you can shop locally, support local businesses, and, you know, again, you may be paying a little bit more. That is certainly helpful to your, to your neighbors and to your community. Well, yeah, it's, it's, do you want your money to support, you know, industrialization and big, big box and everything being outsourced to giant warehouses, or do you want to support mom and pop shops, the local community? Do you want that dollar that you're spending to circulate in your local community, or do you want it to go to Jeffrey Bezos? Going back to your spices, for example, Mon, I can certainly understand that you wouldn't, especially if you're making something in large quantities and you need two-thirds a cup of a certain spice, you wouldn't want to buy it from the grocery store because that would be exorbitantly expensive. But she could purchase those spices from Penzi's, which is an amazing company with with strong value, strong, you know, progressive uh, values and... And, and support that family-owned business. Mm-hmm. So that's just one, one thought. Yeah, I could do that. The other thing that I didn't know is that there's something called Amazon Warehouse where you can shop pre-loved products. Huh. And it, they, it's, they have products in almost every category, particularly uh, electronics. And there's a 30-day return policy so you can buy something that's been used and refurbished so you're not purchasing something new so I think that's that's something that I'm going to make use of because I I really have a hard time buying new anything at this point Mm -hmm. because I know it's already out there it already exists and somebody doesn't want it anymore and so it's just a matter of how I can find it be it clothing or electronic or books Andy Andy buys tons of used books on Amazon. And I think, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so that's I interesting. About this. That's I didn't cool. either. So you can just, you, you go to the Amazon site? You go to amazon.com backslash Amazon warehouse, and then you browse through all the different product categories for anything you're looking for. And they have baby products. I mean, anything. Huh. So select what you need and add them to your cart. And then you have a 30-day return window, which sort of protects you if there is an issue with the product. Wow. So is in fact, this is, this is what's happening to some of those uh, returned it items? It could be. It could be. But you imagine the volume of stuff that's returned to Amazon. I, I, there's probably several different streams yeah. of, what, of what happens to these products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though. You know, on the returns now... You don't even have to package or box it back up. You just give them the item and uh, it, yeah. at the UPS store. And so you got to say, at least you're not having to tape and package up and box all that stuff. That's true. But have you seen how they process your returns? No. Tell they me about that. They take every item and they put it in a plastic bag and tie the top and put a ship, uh, put a label on it every individual uh-huh. item so that it's contained with its label uh-huh. and then they ship it all together. So maybe it's fewer emissions and less boxes, but every single individual item is put in a plastic shopping bag. I'm like, haven't we been doing away with plastic shopping bags for years now? How did Amazon <laughs> figure this out? How did they make that their policy? Every item gets put in an individual plastic shopping bag. Okay. Uh, well. Actually, let me clarify that point. There's Amazon renewed which is the electronics, and then Amazon Warehouse for things that are not electronics. Okay. So there's two different ways to shop 
pre-loved, pre-used, refurbished items love on that. Amazon. Thanks for that. Yeah. Tip. It's like a global thrift store. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The yeah. other thing, of course, that you can do uh, is Amazon Smile, where you can pick a charity and every time you purchase something, it it contributes to, to a good cause. And so you could you could pick you could pick a sustainable you know some kind of a sustain, sustainability organization, make it whatever you know save the planet, save the animals, feed the people. There, there's every charity is on is on there. You just go to smile.amazon.com and you can choose St. Jude. You could choose Nature Conservancy. You can choose whatever you want. And then every time you use Amazon, uh, I think it's. 0.1%. It's like a super small amount goes to that charity, but it adds up. But when you think about how much people spend on Amazon, <laughs> when you think about how much people money people spend on Amazon, 0.1% is not insignificant. I think Smile Amazon in general has it's something like $350 million in donations to charity. Wow. So, And all you have to do is just instead of going, once you set it up, which takes a second, well, instead of going to Amazon.com, you go to Smile.Amazon. You can just bookmark that. And you purchase um, you purchase through Smile.Amazon. Smile.Amazon. It's it's just mom's it, literally doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I looked up Amazon Warehouse while you were talking. <laughs> oh, but I think you You're know. Already shopping, Laura. I totally. wish I wish we were the experts on all this, but we're not. And I guess this further proves the point that we're learning as we go. Absolutely. So, just to kind of recap, so the you know first step is can I get this across the street or down the road or while I'm out running errands this week? Mm-hmm. The second step is having an Amazon day or adding things to your cart and not necessarily clicking purchase mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. if you don't need to. The third step is seeing if you can use Amazon Renewed or Amazon Warehouse to, to find something that's used or refurbished, mm-hmm. which is huge. And another action you can take is to use Smile and to pick a nonprofit or charity that supports environmental environmental or climate cause. I've got more. Okay, let's keep, no, I'm just recapping because we've, okay, okay. we've got a lot of good suggestions so far. Um, so the other thing that I think we've mentioned before is the climate pledge. You can now check a little box when you search for something. Like you can say you, you choose a filter and it's climate pledge friendly. And it has a lot of items will have the little like, I think it's like a green leaf and it says climate pr- pledge friendly. Um, is that just a about bunch the, of greenwashing? We talked about this on the greenwashing episode. So it can be sort of greenwashing and it can also be true. So what climate pledge friendly means is, and it's, it's millions of products. I mean, it's not like you have to shop around to find these ones, but to the extent you're choosing between two things and one is climate pledge friendly, Hey, go that way. Um, what it means is that this product meets one of, I think there's like 11 different certifications. So these are outside entities that have certifications like the sustainable forestry initiative. And if this product is certified by one of these, like, I think it's, it's like six, eight, 11, I don't know, one of those 
basically if it's met that certification, then it can be climate pledge friendly. So sometimes yeah. it's greenwashing because, you know, it's like you have met the sustainable forestry initiative standards and it's like nothing you were doing was ever going to hurt the forest anyway. But like you did go that step to get the badge. So here's your climate pledge friendly stick sticker on your yeah. item. Yeah, there's but, nine of them. I, I just looked at Is up it nine? Too. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it is a it is a way to do it. And I also think it's a nod to, you know, if, Am if Amazon sellers know that people click that climate pledge friendly filter, I do think it pushes people to, to get certified and to push, pushes brands, I should say, not people to get certified, to meet qualifications, to pay attention to, you know, whatever it is, their carbon footprint or their effect on trees, or I, I think there's a chemical free one. It, there's all sorts mm -hmm. of different ways they can become climate pledge friendly. Yes. My question is when I, if I'm searching for, um, say mm, kitchen towels or something like that, I type in kitchen towels into Amazon and then on the left hand bar, if you're on a desktop, you would, there's a button to tick or can you set your account to just show you climate friendly options? I don't know about that, but there is a thing you tick. Yeah. On the left, like where you can, you can tick like a brand or I'm, a size. I'm going to do it right now. I'm just doing what? it. Yeah. Shop climate. Oh, that's exactly right. Climate pledge friendly. There it is. It's actually at the top. So it's very easy to do. I don't know if you can set your account to only show you those products. Probably not. I don't know that that's in Amazon's best interest, but, um, it does tell you. There's a whole lot of kitchen towels that are. Yeah, it's. There's categories. It, it may sort of be greenwashing, but it it's very easy to do. And it, I think it's, it's, it's one thing. It's one easy thing. You just tick that box. And you really, it's not like you're only going to get expensive things or your selection's really limited. Pretty much everything you're trying to buy, you can find one that has the climate pledge friendly. Yeah. Thing. So I don't know, maybe it's greenwashing, but it's an easy thing that you can do when you're on Amazon. Yeah. I just clicked all the categories. The categories are apparel, beauty, grocery, electronics, health and household and parent picks. And then you can search. The yeah. interesting thing is that if you hover, so I'm looking at kitchen towels, just for example, if you hover over so I've ticked climate pledge friendly. So it's only showing me kitchen towels that meet one of the certifications, one or more. And if you hover over the hyperlink climate pledge friendly, it tells you which of the certifications it has. Mm. So okay, you can yeah. see. So, like if you look at the kitchen towels ones, we're all on Amazon right now. A really common one is they all meet the compact by design certification. Yes. So great. You're not actually doing that much for the environment, but they have gotten certified that they reduce the amount of air, water, and packaging so that there's a lower yeah. carbon footprint when it's shipped. So is this product so much better for the environment than another one? I don't know, but it is marginally better, and they have gone the step to get it certified as compact by design in their packaging. So, well, I'll tell you, that's one of the things that drives me the most crazy about Amazon is the amount of packaging. So, mm -hmm. to me, that's an important step to take. I'd yeah. rather buy something that has less packaging than something with more packaging. Right. Yeah. So, is it greenwashing? I mean, is this towel good for the environment? Maybe not, but is it better for the environment than another one? Uh, maybe. So, you know. Mm. 
I would like us each to go into our Amazon history. Oh, so no. Like looking at someone's side table or in their underwear drawer or something. But I think we should look at the last few things that we bought and think about how we might have done those things differently. It's, this okay. is so mean because I was just telling Maggie, like, I usually don't buy that much on Amazon, but because I just bought a house, I have bought so much on Amazon. <laughs> My history is like, I can't believe it. Okay, fine. Um, okay, so I bought, we bought a, because we, we also are moving and bought a house, and we bought a power, pressure washer. And that is definitely something I'm looking in Amazon renewed and there are definitely pressure washers available. So that is definitely something I could have done differently. Mm. We also bought the liquid that goes with it. And I don't know, we could have gone to a local hardware store to buy that. We bought dash a comic book, birds of prey, terrifying talons. Uh, that we could have bought from a local bookstore, to be sure. Oh, I'm very proud. Kind laundry detergent sheets. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, so there, that's sort of a few of my These most recent purchases. Babe. Oh, and here's another one. We bought uh, Wi-Fi extenders. That's probably something I could have got mm. on Amazon Renewed for sure. Oh, yeah, I should I should check that out. Yeah. All right, you want to hear mine? Yeah. Yes. My most recent purchase, thank goodness, is one where I did my homework. <laughs> so it doesn't make me look that bad. I bought some new um, Leapfrog books for my kids, you know, Leapfrog tablets. And I did spend about half an hour looking for, I went on Marketplace, Mercari, Poshmark, and eBay to try to find um, used books. And they were either um, more more than you could buy them for brand new. So the, the LeapFrog books are very expensive. They're like $20 each or something at um, on Amazon and Target. And people were selling them for $30 or $40 a book, which I'm just never going to pay. Right. Um, or they were selling them all with the LeapFrog. So the people were bundling them. And we already have the two of the tablets, one for each of my kids. So... Um, I did my homework on that and I couldn't find it used. So I am buying those new. Um, but then my next thing that I bought is cooling racks, which I could have bought pretty much anywhere. Um, mm. yeah. That was one of those things. This is my number one problem with Amazon is I'm running around with the kids all day, whatever. By the time they go to bed, then my kids are in bed. I can't go shopping. Mm -hmm. So my, my, yeah. my Amazon is what I do when I think of something I need at like 11 o'clock. What's in, what's in your cart, mom? What's in your or What's in your order history? Okay, so uh, the dried strawberries that I told you about because I'm tired of making summer fruit. I like to make seasonal muffins. And um, it, as you well know, Maggie, I tried making raspberry muffins and strawberry muffins and and they're just too wet. So I too wanted wet. to make, I wanted to buy some dried strawberries. So I bought some dried strawberries on Amazon because I surely didn't know where to buy those. You know, you can get dried strawberries in some grocery stores. In yeah. the um, there's kids snack foods. They make there's a brand I can't remember what it's called, but they have like dried pineapple, dried apples, dried 
bananas and dried strawberries, freeze dried strawberry kid snacks. Okay. They're all individually packaged though, so I don't know how good that is. But that's true. I got two pounds in one package, so that's for, probably I for, better. I forgot how much I paid for it, but okay. So um, I ordered uh, our psyllium and our nose oil. The psyllium, I guess I probably could have got at the local health food store, but they don't sell yeah. the kind of oil that I use. I've checked there for that, so we definitely get that on Amazon. I ordered Bare Minerals eyebrow um, pencil, or uh, not pencil, but eyebrow powder because I'm about out, and there are no Bare minimal, mer, Mineral stores anymore. And then I went online to buy it. I've been buying all my Bare Minerals on Amazon. They wanted $75 for a little pot of... Um, so obviously, I think they're running out of product, and they can price it really high if somebody really wants it. So I chose a different brand of, of um, eyebrow powder, but I guess I could have bought that. Five dollars. Yeah, for but are, is Bare Minerals out of business now? I did oh, not no. hear that news. <laughs> I bought Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for Dashiell. Um, you could have definitely got that used. Yes. And then a 16 And ounce. in fact, in fact, there's with books, there's actually just, you can, it says, you know, paperback, Kindle, used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have. And there's probably about a million used Harry Potter books up for sale. Yeah, well, this is the Cursed Child one. It's a play, actually. Anyway, and then the, uh, a 16-ounce container of nutmeg is a pound of nutmeg, as you well know, is a lot. And then star anise, ground ground star anise, which is impossible to buy just anywhere because you can buy the little pods, but to buy it actually ground, and it has to be ground fine enough to make my little tea balls. Otherwise, you're just eating spices when you drink your your spice spice tea. So anyway, well, I think this sort of makes the point that you know we don't hate Amazon, and Amazon definitely has great uses, and also. We could all be doing a little better with how we use it and when we use it and what we can be sourcing from local and better options. Finding ways to, you know, two out of the four of my last purchases were electronics. Mm-hmm. I could have gotten those renewed and I would feel great about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know about the Amazon Warehouse. I love that idea. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm checking and, that and out Amazon for renewed. sure. Yep. Yeah, and it yeah. Was get, some, get some get some used spices, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will say though, the three of us, and I think probably a lot of our listeners, are very mindful consumers. I think. I mean, I we actually all are fairly minimalist, but for a lot of people, I think the best thing you could be doing for your Amazon is just not. Just not buying so much, mm-hmm. not just buying every single thing you see that's interesting, that could be helpful, that does mm-hmm. have a purpose, mm-hmm. because the most sustainable thing you can buy is is nothing. Yes. Yeah. The best thing you can do for the yeah. environment is to just not purchase any, anything, whatever it is. Preach it, Laura. Amen. <laughs> um, there's, I think we've referenced this before, but there's that becoming minimalist guy Joshua Becker I think is his name and about once a month he posts this meme that says see all that stuff in your house it used to be money (laughs) yeah there's a financial incentive as well to not buying just so much stuff Mm. so much stuff do you do you need it yep 
do you really need this? Like, I, as my friend Victoria says, let's start there. Like, do you, in the first place, yes. do you even need this? I think we glanced over that because I, I think we've trained ourselves to be not so mindless of consumers, but for a lot of people, it's a problem. And mm. by the way, keeping stuff in your cart does help kind mm. of break that shopaholic cycle or that mm. impulse buy or that it's 11 oh. o'clock and I'm shopping and I saw this and this got an advertisement. Waiting a day, waiting two days, waiting till the end of the week yeah. can really help impact, you know, your consideration for what you really need and whether you need it right now. Yeah. And I would add to that, you also see the price tag. Because when you're mm-hmm. buying things one off of $12 here, $25 here, $100 there, $10 there, you just think, oh, like that's nothing. I would spend that at the store. But then if you wait the week and you're like, well, that's $212 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do I really need mm-hmm. all these things? So mm-hmm. make use of, of your cart yeah, as a, a way point. of weeding out what you do and don't need. And it also gives you a second to say, oh, I'm going into town or I'm going to be downtown today, I could easily pick that up somewhere and remove it from my cart. These are all very simple, doable things. And I have to say, most of which I I am not currently doing. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you'd rate the podcast and leave a review. Also, take a minute to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Planetarian Life. Head to planetarianlife.com for more recipes and inspiration and to become a planetarian. See you next week.